0: You are listening to The Scope, a podcast dedicated to having open conversations about healthcare topics relevant to our patients and community. Today, we're talking about careers in healthcare. Let's get started. Today, our guest is Karen Clover, Director of Surgical Orthopedics and Pediatrics at Phelps Health. Welcome to our show today. We're really excited to have you here. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get started, one thing that we want to mention is you and I are both wearing our masks today which is a little bit different we haven't been wearing our masks on podcast in a while but CDC has new guided so even though you and I are both fully vaccinated we're just going an extra mile to protect ourselves and those around us from the Delta variant so we're just wearing masks just to make sure that we're being extra extra safe extra cautious that type of thing right so just diving right in Karen tell us a little bit about yourself So I've
1: worked at the hospital for nearly 40 years, actually 40 years in September. I've married, have two children, four grandchildren, been married 42 years this year. Wow, that's (laughs) amazing. So things I like to do, I, gosh, there's so many things I like to do. I like to read and do puzzles and that's kind of what got me into nursing actually.
0: Very cool. Uh, So so you've been here for 40 years. What
1: has your path been like? So, I started out as a nursing assistant, and um, Eve Atkinson was the director at that time, and she hired me. And um, back then, I was a float aide, so I just worked wherever was needed each time. And um, then I thought, if I'm going to stay here, I'm going to go back to school. Well, two children later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's how that works. I thought, right? I thought
1: I've really got to go back to school. Um, <laughs> So, but I started as a nursing assistant and then I became a secretary, a unit secretary. And I did that for a number of years. I also worked for the director of nursing as a secretary part-time. And I learned so much in there, typing all the policies. Back then we had to type everything. <laughs> no, no computers, it was all done um, manually. And like I said, I learned so much being a secretary on the floor and as a, a secretary for the director of nursing. And then I actually worked part time while I was going to nursing school on the floors and in a doctor's office. So that helped on a Saturdays, I worked in a doctor's office.
0: <laughs> wow, very busy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, there was always something
1: to Yes, for sure. yeah.
0: So let's backtrack for a second. What got you interested in healthcare? So you've been in this industry for 40 years. Why are you so right. passionate about it? So initially, well, even in high school,
1: that's all I can think of that I ever wanted to be was a nurse. I I guess I've always felt like I was a caregiver, I had to take care of everybody. (laughs) Um, And I did, I had a brother who, um, they called it at the time he was um, a PKU baby, I don't know, they test babies for PKU. And um, every baby gets tested and always has, but I don't know when he was born if that was as, frequent i i honestly remember how long they've been doing that anyway so he never learned to walk or talk so helping take care of him he was a year younger than me until he got bigger than me then i couldn't help do anything <laughs> but anyway um so you know i just always
0: have wanted to take care of everybody i guess and what was again your first role at philips health and how did you kind of transition into okay this is my role here and i'm going to be here long term right i'm going to make this this career right so when i i went through
1: nursing school um, i went to east central and i drove to union every day um, for college and um, when i got done with school honestly i the was the only hospital i could think of to work at um, i did not want to travel anywhere but then it also became more I, I think that the hospital does try to take care of their staff and encourage growth Um, so I came back I worked on medical oncology for about eight months and then I got a job on OB I loved OB Um, and I worked there for about eight or nine months but I had two small children at home then and I really needed a day shift job so I found the orthopedic and surgery job as a day nurse so I took that and then just kind of over the years um, advanced to charge nurse and then they asked me to be the director when the uh, previous director was gone and i said no i don't want to be in management <laughs> i don't ever want to do that mm-hmm. so eight months later they said you've been doing the job for eight months you might as well take it <laughs> and <laughs> that truly point, that's like, how,
0: okay i guess you're truly, right. that's how
1: I, I got the director job mm-hmm. um but i do enjoy it now even now i'm not bedside but um To help organize and help educate the staff I think is important. The biggest thing I think is you do, I may not make a big change in a patient's life, but hopefully educating the staff and keeping them up to date will help make those changes for the patients.
0: Yeah, I love that. So one of the questions that I wanted to make sure I asked why I had you here is, you're the director of Surge Ortho and Pediatrics. That's a lot. How did you choose to work and in, in be a director of those two departments? Well, again, I, I kind of
1: fell into the job, but mm-hmm. um, knowing that you can help to um, get good staff, organize them, hopefully, um, Pediatrics is um, a small unit, but they have go- really good staff also. Um, and surgical orthopedics, again, we've just grown so many um, employees over the years. Um, and again, the hospital grows the staff. You know what I mean? Like, so we have nursing assistants that go on to nursing school very frequently. And um, so helping them along, you're juggling schedules, you're <laughs> juggling staffing on the floors,
0: so Yeah, juggling in the midst of COVID-19, oh, which yeah. is an additional challenge. Right, right. Very tight right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so how do you stay informed with current healthcare? care?
1: I feel like you have to be a member of an organization. I am a member of the ANA and the Missouri um, Nurse Association. And uh, journals, you have to read to keep up to date with all of the COVID things that are new, it, and it changes frequently you have to just read a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we're wearing masks today yes, and yes. you know a couple of weeks ago I wasn't wearing a mask on the podcast. So right. to your point absolutely. I feel like this healthcare industry um changes almost on a daily basis. Right. Yeah, it's it's pretty sure. wild.
1: Yeah, you, you shouldn't be in healthcare if you don't mind change. Yes,
0: yeah, but once you recognize that change is an inevitable in healthcare, yeah. I think it helps people kind of adapt, right? right, right. So, you know, what, one of the things that I love talking about too is that the healthcare landscape continues to change due to COVID 19. What's one change that has really impacted how you work?
1: We've had, um, so I've been through many changes over 40 years, name changes of the hospital. Um, the one thing I've always told my staff is, you know, we are, we may change the name, but we're not changing who we are. We're still going to give good patient care, whether, what, no matter what our name is, and um, it's funny how some staff really have a hard time with the changes, so helping them through whatever the change is. Um, COVID was, is a big one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's dive into that a little bit deeper. So whenever you talk about COVID, was it masking changes? Was it not being able to hold a patient's hand? you know without right. being gloved or having all of these precautions. A little bit of both and then you have to really think about making sure to try to keep
1: the families informed mm-hmm. the ones that can't come in and see the COVID yeah. patients. I think that everyone did really well through the previous um, wave, wave. Mm-hmm. and now we're in a new wave and we got to all get reacclimated to what we need to do to keep the families informed and like you said taking care of the husband and wife maybe that's there and one's doing well and one's not and, It's a a lot of, it's an emotional roller coaster for sure. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So how do you support and encourage your team in the midst of yet another COVID wave? What does that look like?
1: Well, of course, staffing is important. Um, And so we've been really trying hard to get enough staff every day. And that honestly has been (laughs) a tough situation lately. Um, But I think that there is hopefully light at the end of the tunnel because if you have enough staff, then you can get all get the staff down the hall with the COVID patients and Mm -hmm. then back out you know so they don't have to spend quite so much time at one time. Yes because that's tough you know to you have to double mask and put all the protective equipment on.
0: Yeah it's a little bit of a a longer lengthier process to care for those those patients. Yes. So now that I've asked you about how you care for your team how do you care for yourself because COVID doesn't Mm -hmm care who you are what position you're in right so you have to take care of your team but how do you make sure that at the end of the day you're okay that gets tough sometimes
1: (laughs) and the weirdest thing is i actually take my mind off of things by doing other chores does that make sense (laughs) yes absolutely you're a busy body so yeah so i keep pretty busy even at home uh, my downtime is usually like after 8 o'clock at night.
0: <laughs> when it's time to <laughs> it's, go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: when it's starting to get dark at 9. But I think keeping busy makes me keep my mind off of some things, you know. So um, by that I mean I can lay down in bed and just think about, okay, what do I have to do tomorrow and the staffing and, the, you know. Um, but while I'm mowing or doing some other thing, I have to focus on what I'm doing.
0: Yes, no, I'm, I'm the exact same yeah. way, so I also really enjoy mowing, so I've kind of taken that over from my <laughs> husband. So at the end of a long day, um, as much as I enjoy my job and what I do, right. I go home and I need to mow because I need to disengage. Mm -hmm. otherwise my brain will just run and run and run and you know maybe that's a female thing a little bit because our brains are wired a little bit differently it's more of a spider web than it is boxes yeah so everything's connected right sure sure. I I absolutely can empathize with that so what are some of the things that are rewarding and challenging about working in this field um
1: you can make a difference in someone's life I took care of a patient as a new grad many years ago now (laughs) and um, To this day, every time he sees me, he thanks me for taking care of him. So and just sometimes it's just educating the patient on what's going on and keeping them informed that helps them get through whatever they're going through. And seeing the young people come in and grow in it is also um, rewarding. We, We also, as a nurse whether you're on a cardiac floor or a surgical floor, oncology, it's, it's a different type of patient, but the goal is the same. You wanna get them well. You wanna figure out what's going on. Um, I think that's a little bit what drew me into healthcare also is the science. It's like a puzzle and you have to figure out, put all the pieces together to figure out what's going on with the patient.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that's really yeah. cool. I love that everything you mentioned is so patient-centered because that's such a large part of what Phelps Health mission and vision is about, right? Is right. to make sure that people get healthy and they get well and they get back to the normal lives. Right. So it's really cool to see that lived out in all of the nurses and physicians and assistants that, that work at Phelps Health. So kind of moving along, what is something that you wish somebody would have shared with you as you begin your journey to where you are now? So from an assistant all the way now to a director, what's some guidance or some wisdom that you wish, man, I wish I would have known that years and years ago. So I did. St- I did start,
1: right out of high school. But the love of my life was in St. Louis and I was in Springfield. So I quit and we got married. And many times I wish that I had just went through school then, you know. um, But, you know, life happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So maybe you would tell your younger self, as much as you love your significant other. Exactly. You can do long distance, just a little bit longer, right? Right, right. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's really great advice. Yeah, 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 very cool. Are there any new skills you've developed as a professional since moving up in the organization and getting new skills and knowledge? Gosh, many, 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 actually. <laughs> um, but, but as a
1: director, I got my certification in nurse manager and leader. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess it's been six years now, ago, And we have to keep that up to date. You have to mm-hmm. do education, which, um, that's not just why I read, but... Um, so I was, my last education that I did before my renewal talked a lot about caregiving to your staff because you can give them a good schedule, you can, you know, go through all these things with them, but you also have to just listen, listen to them, listen to the patients. Um, Sometimes it's hard to take care of patients who are angry (laughs) um, and mean to you, I guess, and mean to the nurses, Um, but you have to remember where they're at, what's going on, you know, Um, You have to take that all in stride to a point, (laughs) Um, but listening to the staff and hearing what they need I think is a very important thing as a leader.
0: Yes, I love hearing that. Um, I I work for a really great leader, and she's so phenomenal at that. So to hear other leaders kind of echo that, I'm like, yes, that's amazing. Whenever you work um, for a manager or a leader that really supports you and listens to you and encourages you, it makes a difference. Because you're right, you could have the best shift in the world. You could have the best salary, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, you want to feel valued. You want to feel like you're part of the team, right? Right. So one last question before we wrap up. What advice would you give to others who are considering going back to school? You're never too old.
1: The young high school students, you know, um, I think getting in healthcare at whatever whatever level you can, you're going to see and learn so much. Um, as an, whether you're a nursing assistant, whether you're working in the lab drawing blood, you know, in healthcare there are many many different jobs that you can do. Um, so I would say. Find a job in a hospital doing something to start. Uh, make sure it's what you want to do, but there are so many different avenues that nurses can take nowadays. You can be a researcher, <laughs> not even do bedside, um, but having that bedside knowledge is very important. I, again, sometimes you just need that to put all the pieces together.
0: Yeah, like a puzzle, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah very important. Definitely. So, Karen, thank you so much for being here today. Sure. We learned so much about you. Phelps Health is really lucky to have you well, here. Thank you. So thanks so much for tuning into The Scope. If you like this show and would like to know more, check out phelpshealth.org.